0: Hey, Dan,
1: who are you? I am great tonight, thank you. All
0: right, uh, thank you everyone for uh, joining this uh, podcast. Uh, this is going to be a very interesting podcast because we're actually both doing it rem- remotely, unlike the last time. Uh, this is uh, Sri Primo again uh, with the uh, uh, recap of the semifinal uh, for the National Bast- Basketball Championship, or uh, college basketball championship, along with Dr. Dan Kessler who was an amazing guest for our Elite Eight and, uh, and um, uh, I think uh, the Final Four uh, preview also. Yeah. So Dan, uh, what did you think about um, both the uh, San Diego State and FAU and uh, UConn uh, and um, um I just forgot what I was going to say but Yukon played Miami. <laughs> so there you go. But anyway, uh since we're doing it live and uh, remotely this is going to be a little glitchy but I think we're we'll get through this thing. So what did you think uh, about both these uh match matches yesterday before we go on to the national championship tomorrow between Yukon and San Diego State?
1: Yeah, so first game San Diego State versus uh, uh, FAU the, the 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 game with uh, two relative unknowns um uh this whole year they have just made an amazing run during the march madness um it, it kind of it played out a little differently than i thought i thought it would be a real close game um the whole whole time but it seemed like fau just kind of for some reason just pulled ahead i don't know if uh san diego state if they're uh, Defense was a little off, or FAU just was really uh, just, you know, maybe shooting a little higher percentage than uh, than we had seen earlier. But they had a nice, comfortable lead for most of the game. And uh, I just did not think that uh, um, San Diego State was going to make that run. It seemed like whenever they cut it to seven or eight, FAU pushed it back up. Um, but somehow a- at the end, uh, the last five, six minutes of the game were kind of both choppy on both on both ends. They're just real – neither team could really execute that well, um, but San Diego State took advantage uh, of that just to kind of make a few key, uh, opportune shots, um, and kind of just pull ahead. For, you know, or they don't actually didn't pull ahead to the very end. That amazing, uh, amazing, uh, buzzer beater at the very, at the very end. Um, and uh, yeah, so probably the most dramatic game so far of March Madness having a final four game come down to, to a buzzer beater. Um, but yes, yeah, uh, so what do you think, Sheree?
0: Yeah, I think uh, one thing uh, I've seen with San Diego State is that they've been down uh, against the last three opponents. One was against Alabama, one was against Creighton, and and then um, against FAU. Uh, interestingly, uh, I, their defense clamped down on FAU, but this game could have gone either way. I, I think FAU still had the game in their hand. Uh, I mean, and San Diego State just made a dramatic shot to finish it. And I agree with you. This was probably one of the the best finishes in a Final Four that I can remember in a long time. Uh, you know, buzzer beaters don't happen. I mean, they do happen, but I do think in the Final Four, typically I think this is one of those things. This is one of those uh, matchups that we've seen in the past with like a Leitner hitting those buzzer beater shots and things mm-hmm. like that. So... Um, so I, I think to your point, I, I think we'll get to the uh, the actual you know preview for the final. I think uh, their defense is something to be uh, reckoned with. Now let's come to the my alma mater, UConn Huskies, that played uh, Miami, and you know, coached by Laronega. Um, what did you think about that? And UConn has been dominating domination, a complete domination, the last uh, three or four games. So what did you think about that? And then uh, we'll get to our uh, preview for the final
1: blown away at the start of the game the way it started it was just incredible with uh hawkins who uh had the flu i think right the day before making that first three-pointer to put him up 3-0 and then next thing you know uh sonogo right so yeah. um sonogo fill me up um he uh he uh hit the next two threes and i think he's made only what he's he's definitely improved as a three-point shooter compared to his last two seasons but i think he made 17 three-pointers all season right right or two in a row, two in a row to put them up nine nothing, and it looks like it's gonna be a blowout. And you know, UConn had a pretty in the game up. up, and then I think it was knotted up at 19 all. Um, Miami made a nice run to tie it up at 19 apiece, I believe, and then after yep. that, once again, UConn just kind of went on a big run the less the rest of the half up till halftime, kind of capped by uh, the three pointer at the end of uh, at the end of the first half by um, uh, Car- Caravan, right? Caravan, yeah. Yeah. He made that nice three at the end. And yeah, it was just like typical goal. kind of what we expected. Uh, UConn, just, just amazing athleticism. So many athletes on that roster from, uh, Newton to Andre, uh, Andre Jackson Hawkins. And then you got the two big, uh, two big guys, they can go down low on you. Uh, it was to every time he touched the ball, uh, something good happened. Um, as my, uh, you know, friend Pete Sutmeyer uh, kept on saying, he said, get it to Sunogo. Every time you get it to him, something good happens. And, uh, <laughs> And, uh, and then Klingon, you know, he was just solid for a freshman. My God, he's he's really he's looking great down there. And uh, then the second half was more of the same. Miami did make did make a, a game of it, just enough to kind of make a, you know my friend over here, three nervous a little bit. You know, they got single digits <laughs> a few times, but whenever it got close, you know, UConn just made a key bucket and went up, pushed it back to you know 12, 13, 14 points, and then just kind of nursed it to the end and had a nice, uh, nice, you know, nice, uh, nice victory once again.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was definitely uh, a little nerves, but I do think that you know, um, you know, uh, having text chats with a lot of UConn friends and they were not too concerned about it. I guess you know, I think as a UConn alum or anybody for that matter, I think you're always you tend to be nervous when when the when the game is too close. But I think UConn, like I said, complete domination um, uh, doing this tournament. I think let's come to the fire the, the the national championship now, which is tomorrow night uh, around, I think probably going to tip tip off around this time, uh, 24 hours from now. Uh, I think uh, UConn, I mean, is predicted to win. And, um, you know, let's see, they're favored to win by about seven and a half points or something like that. So what what do you think are the key, um, you know, factors that, you know, that UConn victory and also maybe how San Diego State could pull off an upset here?
1: Yeah, I mean it's. I got I, I think uh, every team would love to know how to beat UConn. It's been, you know, the, like I said, the last five games in a row they've looked unbeatable. Um, but you know, San Diego State, uh, I think, along with UConn, probably has the best f- uh, defense, field goal percentage-wise and uh, points-wise in this in this tournament. Um, I mean, uh, San Diego State just neutralized as, as well as UConn. So many good offenses. UConn shut down Gonzaga. Um, one of the best offenses. And then Miami also ranked one of the best offenses efficiency wise. Um, so it's, it's, I mean, I'm hoping this turns into a defensive battle and it stays close, but I just, I just see UConn is just having too many options and too many weapons. And if you shut down one guy, I think someone else is going to come through. So it's like, can mm-hmm. you release four and five or four or five guys when you have that many good options? Um, that's the, that's the question, but you know, San Diego state's proven they can get physical um, yep. with you. So, you know, I, 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 once again, I give the edge to UConn. I put my money on UConn, but um, I think this could could be a close game.
0: I, I agree with you, Dan. I think you know. I think when you think that everything is going to go one way, uh, you know, there, there's going to be some surprises for sure. And and San Diego State is no, you know. I think having seen them this tournament, I mean, I, I don't think we saw a single game of San Diego State prior to the tournament. And uh, for me to see them in action against good quality teams, whether it's Creighton, which is a great Big East team, and Alabama, which was the overall number one seed. I mean, they just took them down. And FAU, I mean, it was a close game. And, you know, they they kind of, I would say, lucked out by hitting that buzzer beater. I, I definitely think San Diego State. I mean, I, I just saw a stat there. They limited Alabama to three for twenty-seven and three points. They're wow. going to make. They're going to let uh, UConn try to beat them on the threes. They got like a, I think his name is Mensa. I think he's one of the best defensive guys in the perimeter. Uh, they got Matt Bradley, who's a solid player. One concern for San Diego State could be their scoring. Uh, can they score enough to match UConn? But if they get UConn, if they can prevent UConn from. Uh, transition game and then get them into a more half-court game, I definitely think San Diego State has uh, has a talent and has the defense to to come up with what could be a, an amazing upset for them and could be their first uh, national championship. So looks like we're both uh, going with UConn I mean, in a close game. Uh, let's see if that happens. I mean, I certainly would be happy, but again, I I will be uh, for the next three hours uh, for from nine o'clock tomorrow for three hours. I'm going to be on pins and needles for sure.
1: Yeah, one thing I'd like to mention. I I, I was looking up. Uh, this is just a historical fact, and just uh, to speak to how. Uh, the men's basketball team. We know, we know the women's is a dynasty, you know, uh, up until the last mm-hmm. four or five, they were an unbeatable juggernaut. Um, but I looked up total national championships by by school and you got my alma mater, UCLA at the top, obviously winning all those championships under John Wooden. And then you yeah. have... Uh, uh, Kentucky and North Carolina, I believe, with uh, uh, six and five, I think, respectively. And then, yeah. if UConn wins this game tomorrow night, you got them right up there with five, right below North Carolina and Kentucky, and right up there with—I uh, mean, fourth overall in in all of not, college basketball. That's quite—that's—that's that's something, you know. It's not, not a
0: great group to be in. That's a great group to be in. So, I think this is great, uh, Dan. I think we certainly, you know, uh, we did the podcast. Uh, this was remote. I know, I. Uh, Apologize if we had any glitches during this, but I do definitely think that we pulled it off. And thank you again for your detailed uh, assessment. And hopefully we're both right. And hopefully UConn cuts down the nets tomorrow and one shining moment plays. And, and I know we wanted to do another, uh, I would say a tribute to Jim Nance who would be calling his last game. So I definitely want to mention that. And he'll be flying off to the Masters after the one shining moment. So uh, looking forward to that.
1: All right. Well, thank you. All right. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Bye.